1: are you that 302 number yes I am okay I'm making you a moderator so you can navigate in the chat thank you sir all right I'm going to mute everybody when they come in um, and it'll be a couple of minutes before we get started I'm going to put some music on here in the interim but we'll get started here in a couple of minutes okay all right thanks
2: There are people in this country who work hard every day. Not for fame or fortune do they strive. But the fruits of their labor are worth more than their pay. And it's time a few of them were recognized. Hello. and the fields In the city streets In the quiet country towns Working together Like spokes inside a wheel They keep this country
1: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to yet another super special edition of Political Straight Talk. Hang on a second, we have to do that again. I forgot to hit the stop recording button. Oh, well. That means I will need to go edit. That happens from time to time. The time on the East Coast, 8.07 p.m., and on the left coast... It's drive time, 5.07 p.m., and boy, is there a bunch of news. So, one of our researchers decides to blow up my phone from time to time (laughs) with messages. And so, I just have to wait and let the ding, 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 quit. Yes, I did happen to know that Mardi Gras, spelled M-A-R-D-I, not M-A-R-T-I, did in fact not originate in New
3: Orleans.
1: (laughs) Okay. Now, having said Um, that, we got a bunch of news. Okay, so, you know, normally i start out with something funny. Or some tabloid news that's out there. (laughs) All I'm going to say is, how about that CPAC speech? (laughs) Mm -hmm. I have yet to hear the whole thing in its entirety. I've heard snippets, and I've read most of the transcripts. And let me tell you this. You heard it here. March 5, 2019, Donald J. Trump... Just one re-election with that speech. Mm -hmm. Mark it down. Put it in your books. And for those of you that are never Trumpers, and I know I have a bunch that listen to the show, um, four more years, four more years, four more Mm -hmm. years.
3: That's
1: all I'm going to say about that. Um, The speech was completely non-presidential, which is what a lot of people uh, like him. And, you know, I made the mention today that his non-presidential approach to things is what is is making him presidential. And I know that sounds Mm -hmm. like an oxymoron, but it is the truth. So, on a happy note, and, and... it's not really a happy note. It's a sad note. But it's a happy note in the fact that people chose to uh, do this. 31-year-old Cody Mooney, uh firefighter that uh, has received his last call. But his last call was done in a different way. There wasn't a ringing of a bell and there wasn't a procession down the street. But there was a procession in the hospital where he had been fighting an aggressive brain tumor. The fire department did the last call as he was wheeled from his room to a harvesting room where his viable organs would be harvested. People along the hallways of the hospital were standing and showing respect and you know that's it right there. A firefighter when they take the oath not only do they take the oath to protect your property and to protect your life but they take an oath to protect each other and to save lives where possible. And here was the comments made. Saving lives even after his last breath. Firefighter Cody Mooney was honored by family, friends, and fellow firefighters tonight while being escorted to donate organs after losing his courageous fight against an aggressive brain tumor whereas this may not be heroic in a lot of people's eyes and we know that the hero moniker gets thrown around in ways that uh, uh a lot of times is is not true the true meaning of a hero okay and no you know in the true sense of the word he's he's not a hero However, any person willing to give up their organs to save another's life, knowing that they most likely are going to have to die to give those organs, it's a a pretty important thing. So our thoughts and prayers go to that family. Um, We definitely want want to remember the sacrifice that that family has made. All right, so... We're moving on down the line here. I'm going through the mail uh, that I got emailed so that nobody thinks I forgot them or left them out or didn't care enough about their stuff. So for those of you coming in, if I'm making you a moderator, you will be unmuted and able to participate. You just have to give it a minute to unmute you. Um, if you are coming in and you are not unmuted, uh, with the exception of the one person that stays muted because they just listen. If they have something to say, they holler it from the other room. Um, If I don't unmute you, you can't talk. Okay, so let's move on to our, uh, our next little topic here. Democrats wanting to interview translators, interpreters from private Trump-Putin meetings. I'm just going to tell you right now, um, not going to happen.
0: So okay? Do that.
1: Most of the morons that are requesting this stuff don't have the security clearance to even bother with this stuff. So if they think for two seconds they're going to get anywhere near a private meeting between between two presidents, um, that's going to suffer a severe case of nacho. Nacho business and nacho security. <laughs> not going to happen.
4: they have been discussing their grandkids.
1: Um, Rand Paul going to vote against the <laughs> national emergency. I'm not shocked at that vote. Nobody else should be shocked. There will be several no. Republicans that... Uh, either vote against it or don't. Um, I did find out this past uh, weekend that I will no longer be watching the Olympics.
4: Yeah, me too.
1: Uh, The Olympics have now (laughs) denigrated themselves to allow transgender athletes to compete. And folks, it's like this right here. I'm sorry, but men are better than women at certain things. Women are better than men at certain things, okay? It's just the way it is. When you have four men and a woman on a team, for example, basketball, her skills may be just the same as any man's, okay? But the physicalness of a... Male game versus a female game of basketball, there's no comparison. Okay, and we can go as close as Cheryl Miller and Reggie Miller, a WNBA great and an NBA great. Both of them, brother and sister, played against each other, and even Cheryl Miller has come out and said, you shouldn't mix the two sports, that the comparison is not equal. Mm -hmm. Okay? Now, there are some sports it doesn't make two cramps, if it's male versus female, transgender, whatever. But there are other sports that that's going to give either a team an unfair advantage or an unfair disadvantage. And I'm I'm almost willing to bet, uh, I won't stake the farm on it, so to speak, but I'm almost willing to bet, at least from your more conservative countries, we won't see too many transgendered athletes make the cut.
3: Yeah.
1: Okay, and I know that uh, Bruce Jenner, currently known as Caitlin, was one of the ones behind pushing this, but he's pushing it so he doesn't have to pay back endorsement money,
4: oh really,
1: yep, with the change of the rules, uh, they're going to retroactively protect him so that he's not uh, he's not in any what? contractual trouble.
4: Why would he have... Oh, because he transitioned to a woman? Yeah. He should be made to get back his gold medal.
1: Yep. Well, personally, I agree, but, you know, it is what it is. Now, it is a sad day, okay? (laughs) And when I first read this story, I, I just... I couldn't believe it, okay? So I I went digging to see where in the hell this dumb study came from. Okay, so as many of you know, Dr. Seuss celebrated his birthday a few days ago. Okay? Now, um, <laughs> this... The, yeah, okay. This study Okay comes from Saint Catharines University Research on Diversity in Youth Literature. Okay, and the article states and I quote Findings from this study promote awareness of the racist narratives and images in Doctor Seuss's children's book and implications to the foreign Formation and reinforcement of racial biases in children. The study continues by explaining that some of the most iconic characters relay the troubled, troubling messages of Orientalism, the representation of oral, oh, excuse me, Asia and Asian people based on colonist stereotypes, anti-blackness, and white supremacy. Notably, every character of color is male. Males of color are only presented in subservient, exotified, or dehumanized roles, the authors write as part of their findings. This also remains true in their relation to white characters. Most startling is the complete invisibility and absence of women and girls of color across Dr. Seuss's entire children's book collection. (laughs) Sodor zeus Gazelle, whose pen name is Dr. Seuss, published the first children's book in 1937. Okay? <laughs> Key thing to keep in mind here. And his works are filled with problematic portrayals that coincide with the culture of pre-civil rights movement America. For instance, yeah. in If I Ran a Zoo, a white male is carried by three Asian characters as he holds a gun. Okay. <laughs> the caption beneath the Asian males describes them as helpers who all wear their eyes at a slant from countries no one can spell, according to the study. The only two characters identified as African appear in Horton Hears a Who, sporting grass skirts and wearing no shoes. They are placed in a subservient role, carrying an animal to a white male child's zoo. Is Ishukazuku said or excuse me, Ishukuzu and Stevens, explain. For the researchers, these types of portrayals are deeply troubling, and they aren't the only ones saying so. In September 2017, Cambridge Port Elementary School's librarian Liz Phipps Serrero made a political statement that quickly went viral when she turned down a shipment of Dr. Seuss books from First Lady Melania Trump. You may not be aware of this, but Dr. Seuss is a bit of a cliché, a tired and worn ambassador for children's literature. As First Lady of the United States, you have an incredible platform with world-class resources at your fingertips, the librarian wrote in an editorial for the Horn Books Reading Blog, later adding another fact that many people are unaware of is that Dr. Seuss's illustrations are steeped in racist propaganda, caricatures, and harmful stereotypes. Okay. Now I'm I'm going to I'm going to stop here. Okay? And put it this way. Number one, I have read so many Dr. Seuss books. And never once, not once have I heard anybody in school, out of school, child, adult say one thing about these books being racist. Well,
4: you know, actually, um, how the Grinch stole Christmas, you know, you could actually make the case that there was child abuse there because um, who was the Grinch took away Lindy Lou's candy cane.
1: All liberals will be muted on this show. (laughs) By the way, we welcome free speech here as long as the speech matches that of the host. Okay.
4: I was just making an observation.
1: So, well, it, this goes back to the tired argument of Mary Poppins, which we all heard with the new Mary Poppins that yeah. came out, which I can't see why, given that one of the central characters was Morgan Freeman.
5: Can I interject uh, something here? I had two words. One name, two words. Okay. Candace Owens.
1: Okay. She is,
5: is a walk away person.
1: Yeah.
5: She is a person of color. Yeah. And she is calling them all out for the crazy crap they've been doing and has been calling them out for months.
1: I understand. And, yeah. But, Will, like her. here's, so, here's the so problem. Instead of going after
5: people for. <laughs> anti-black being racism, now we're going to int- int- interject Asians, and we're going to interject the brown people, and we're going to go up against by using the term white privilege. I'll tell you something. I have gone off on people, even my black friends from high school that have discussed or posted anything with the words white privilege in there. And let me tell you why. Because I got my butt in a dander. My family's been in this country since the 1600s. And I got every single generation of white folk that had so much privilege. Let me tell you about the women and the privilege they had. They bore 10 and 12 and 13 children so that they had people to work on their farms so that they could eat. So I don't want to hear a daggone word about white privilege and any privilege that's been earned in the last 200 years, by God, is exactly what happened. It was earned. Thank you very much. All right. Now. Oh, they want to attack a children's book. They're just morons, okay? It's all utter and complete insanity, and how you can even deal with it is beyond me.
1: Well, Boss Lady, just... Boss lady just pointed out something, and, and so I originally wasn't going to share this. If there are any cheerings, cheerings that are currently listening, please plug your ears for the next statement. She said, and I quote: "The librarian is just pissed off that uh, she's being compared to an elephant instead of a pussy, since all of since all of Dr. Seuss's there characters are animals."
4: I couldn't have said it better. <laughs> so, actually, actually, I think what I posted too that the next person that the they should go after is Waldo, but they have to find him first. <laughs>
1: well, they they went after Charles Schultz. Uh, they tried
5: to go yeah. after Horton.
1: And well, I, they they I have
5: one,
1: they, they they have went after. Horton.
5: Horton, and that was the last straw for me.
1: They have they have I went after Horton. They have went after Horton Here's a Who. That's their central, that is their central theme. But here's the thing, okay? The most popular children's book in the country is Dr. Seuss. Any of them. Yeah. Okay, you're not, this is stupid. So Charles Schultz, for those of you that don't know, Charles Schultz wrote Peanuts, okay? Uh, Peanuts, better known as Charlie Brown, Charles Schultz had to fight with TV executives when the Charlie Brown show started coming out. And the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, they did not want a black kid in the scene. And so he fought to get the character that was in there, the one that looks like he's sitting in a lawn chair on the table by himself, on the side by himself. That was done by studio execs. And Charles Schultz did not know that it happened until after the final cut. And he was livid uh, because he told them that if they didn't put a person of color in his program, that he wasn't doing it. And there are several other artists. But let's take into a fact Dr. Gazelle. Okay? And that, A, most of these were written between 1937 and 1960 okay what time frame was that it was pro or pre uh, civil rights so can we truly can we truly if we look at an artist based on that okay look at well hell look at Shakespeare look at um, To Kill a Mockingbird Uh, the author of To Kill a Mockingbird. I never can remember her name. Um, Look at many of the books that are cultural classics. And look where they come
4: from. And at the Wind, The Monkey Trial.
1: Okay. Look at Gone with the Wind, The Scarlet Letter. Yep. Yep. So, you know, I only bring this up because I'm going to segue into the liberal idiot of the day but listen this is stupid okay it's completely stupid we all know that these are the
5: same people that think that there should be 150 pronouns I mean for going out I
1: don't my, even know why you're
5: dealing with these issues my, you know my, all a bunch of brain dead morons
1: my son said to me today I told him that it was, he's going to have to fill out an application. And, you know, for federal guidelines, I ask you your color. And he goes, he looks at me and he goes, well, it used to be two. He says, are there going to be several pages that are stapled together that I have to pick from? And, sadly, that's a true, that is, I have seen the list. okay. So that brings us to AOC, Liberal Idiot of the Week. Crazy like a fox, she is. For those of you that think she is stupid and she's blowing out her rear end, she's not. I've paid a little closer attention to her comments and a little closer attention to what she's saying and how she's saying it. And whereas I don't think she has many original faults, I do know that she's being used as a how far left can we push everybody and still win elections. She's No. Okay.
4: She won a lot of trouble.
1: Now, let's look at a few things that's happened over the past several days. Michael Bloomberg. So do do and, that,
5: can I just say something? If she's truly the leader of the Democrat Party, then there is absolutely zero. There is nobody that's running. That is, is leadership material, period.
1: Well, no, nobody. she's not the she's not the de facto. She's no. not the true leader of the Democrat Party. Calling her. No, they're the calling. media. The media is calling yeah, her. Yeah, but who, the
5: media is liberal.
1: I'm aware. The media
5: is full of liberals. So why would they be promoting that narrative?
1: Because Nancy Pelosi wants them to promote that narrative.
5: And why would Nancy Pelosi want them to promote that narrative? Because it makes her somehow or another look good.
1: Because people don't understand how politics works. Here, here's let me. I'll I'll circle back around to that point and, and bring it home for you. But let me continue my original train of thought. So. Cortez is out there flapping her gum smacker and she is proposing all of these crazy, preposterous, dumb ideas. Okay. Well if you notice Michael Bloomberg, who would have hurt Democrats, has now said he ain't he's not gonna run. He bowed out today. Hillary Clinton bowed out over the weekend, but that wasn't by choice. She was, in essence, told by a lot of powers that be, look, you done got your butt kicked once, it'll be twice, and we're not going down that road. Um, Right now...
4: and she listen to them? I can't believe she
1: listened to them. She has no choice. There are some books coming out in the next couple of months. There's one that just came out. There's two more coming out that are going to rip the Clintons to shreds and basically accuse them of treason, uh, murder, and a bunch of other things. Yeah. So Coming the up. best thing the best thing for them to do is to lay low. They can't be touched and they don't they're not worried about being touched, but you don't want people talking too much about it. So touched. They that's, can't that's, be
5: touched. No, my oh my! We can actually have American people that are citizens in this country that are above the law. They can commit treason, but oh, they can't be touched. And happens all
1: the happens can. all the time. Happens all the time. Sadly, I'm just telling you the way the current situation is. Hillary, Hillary, and, can, and, and you
5: know what? For those who watch the Kavanaugh. Um, Uh, Senate Judiciary meetings or committee meetings or whatever In their entirety Maybe there were a few people that also caught it Like I caught it That Lindsey Graham sat and used his five minutes worth of time To talk to Mr. Kavanaugh about confirming That military tribunals were permitted in the United States And Judge Kavanaugh did actually confirm That it was constitutional to use those That's all I got to say
1: Okay, that's not breaking news. I don't know why that's so important. Mm-hmm. That's actually been known no, since 2001. No, but
5: they need to using them, and we know who, we just talked about, that needs to be have them used on them.
1: You can't use a tribunal against a United States no. citizen. No,
4: no. For
1: tribunals, tribunals are not meant for American citizens. won't happen.
5: Okay, and and
1: Granted. for
5: an enemy Granted. of the state, Yes. can't be somebody on the inside.
1: However, here,
5: I mean, the founders.
1: You, you have the right to be wrong. I mean, that's just the way it is. But, but under the current, and and listen, okay, I, I was not present when all of this was being hammered out. Uh, we knew about it because we got a lot of questions about it. We were advised of it in meetings by the DOJ that when people called asking about it, here's what we did. Um, tribunals are set up for people who commit acts of terrorism against the United States. The Clintons, and in their... <laughs> See, this is this is where the problem lies. Senior yeah, officials... Right.
5: They're actually paying people that are guilty of treason, right?
1: Senior officials of the United States are indemnified for their actions while they're in the government. Okay. Yes, yeah. you all didn't know that's why a lot of crimes happen that they're never charged with because you're indemnified when you're an employee right. of the federal government. Okay? Well, she's no longer a,
4: she's no longer an employee she's, of the federal she's government.
1: She's not. But understand this, and this is where I was going to go when Green Bean spoke up, and that is. That Hillary could possibly be touched, but as I've said multiple times, and I've said over you know the last couple of years, while she can be, they're not gonna because she knows too much. Okay. I just, uh, they're I'm gonna so leave wrong. her. They're gonna leave her be. Explain so to me, wrong. and 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 here's something to to think about.
4: She finds She pays twelve million dollars. Her and the DNC. Fusion, fusion GPS for yes. a fake dossier that they yep. know is fake. Yep. They, they it's law. not against
1: the law to do opposition research and uh, bolster your facts that. or opinions. But,
4: but you've got James Comey, Andrew McCabe, Rod yep. Rosenstein, whatever. who signed And they went
1: before a, a federal judge. They went before a federal judge with a document that they knew lied. to be flawed, and they lied. Okay. And
4: they lied.
1: There's only one person in the United States that can hold him accountable for that. Only one. Anybody care to guess who that is? President. Nope. It's the judge that they lied to.
4: Well, he is the, the one. Is
1: he? He's the one that has only needed one. Okay. Um,
4: you got it. You got Adam Schiff of brains who meets Glenn Simpson in Aspen, Colorado. God knows what they talked about, you know. And uh, oh God, I, I just, I don't. Well, I just can't grasp how you can get away with this crap.
1: What you're, what you're seeing.
4: persecuting. And they're persecuting President Trump.
1: Well, that's nothing. his words you're 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 combining two different issues. So let's finish up with Clintons, the Clintons. Hillary's not running because they don't want any more microscopes, okay? And we all know Trump will bring Trump will bring a microscope. The media won't, but Trump will. And then the conservatives in the media and the bloggers will all go digging, and they don't want that. Because the the digging will get more done than the the media. So, number one. Number two, the Democratic Party doesn't want another showdown between her because where Trump excels, she fails. Okay? And in the area where she did have him in the 2016 election, where she had bona fides that outdid his, he's now got four years in the bully pulpit, and she has no years in the bully pulpit. Okay? So, you, the (laughs) Dems, well, you know, the Democrats are in a problem right now because the best polling person they've got is Bernie Sanders. Yeah. And while he's not been put under a microscope yet, you let him win a Democratic nomination, which, by the way, it would not surprise me none to see a bunch of Democrats challenge his bona fides. Because remember, mm. he's not a Democrat.
4: Right. Aren't they trying to force him to 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 register as a Democrat, though? I thought yeah. I read that somewhere. They are. I don't think Joe Biden's going to run. He's, mm. he's dragging his feet.
1: Well, his... He's. they've been doing some town halls and whatnot to kind of see what the interest is and see his crowd appeal. He doesn't have it. No.
4: And then for him, last week, when he came out and honestly said, and I believe he honestly mentioned, that Vice President Pence is a decent guy. However, when Cynthia Nixon got a hold of him, and slammed him from saying that, he backed off. Well, there you go.
1: Well, you have to look He's at what second. Cynthia Nixon is. She's she is a actress that's been out of work now quite a while. Okay. Now let's uh let's Yeah. Let, let's let's go ahead and, and move on. This also involves Hillary Clinton. Um, Uh,
4: I agree with you about um, Cortez, that I said this months ago, or a couple months ago anyway, that she is smarter than you're giving her credit for, and I know I slam her for being ignorant, and her picture's in the dictionary when you look it up, but I think she knows exactly what she's doing.
1: Um, I, I think well, she's got a pretty good idea. So let's... Yeah, we're
5: robbing themselves from the inside out is what they're basically doing. Because there's way more Americans in this country that are not going to tolerate this crap that they're trying to shuttle. And that's pretty obvious.
1: Well, it is. And, and, and like I said, I'm going to tie everything back together. So Hillary Clinton is out telling everybody that she lost Wisconsin uh, because voters were turned away at the polls because of the, quote, color of their skin, end quote. She lost Wisconsin by 19,540-some-odd votes. Somebody please tell me, where was Jesse Jackson? Or as Rush Limbaugh would say, the Reverend Jackson, And Al Sharpton, and any other number, uh, oh, Jackson, uh, something Jackson Lee, where were they? Because this would have been in the courthouse the next morning had this been true. Yep. All right, so let's talk turkey. Oh, Cortez got some troubles. (laughs) She got some troubles. $885,000 worth of troubles of money that she moved off the books uh, in her campaign and another million-plus that she moved between two political um, action committees. Did her
5: mother got her house down in Florida? Say what? I read today that her mother... uh, and I just wondered if maybe it wasn't all tied in because it came out at the same time. Her mother moved from New York to Florida, Florida. Uh, and it said because of the high taxes.
4: You did, so, yeah.
5: Oh, it is. if York maybe help her mother buy some property down in Florida.
4: I didn't hear that.
1: No, I don't. I, I don't think mother. the mother. I, me personally, I think the mother wishes she her daughter would shut up.
5: <laughs> well from a parent standpoint I can see why you would say that, but from a from a the standpoint that she might only do two years in the Congress and retire, where better would be t- for them to retire than down in Florida? It's where a lot of New Yorkers go.
4: Oh, she won't retire, she'll be voted out of office. Um what was I going to say? So,
3: so I Gorka
4: candidates. I like candidates we're not supposed to have interactions with PACs.
1: Um the PAC if the PAC is is created and designed specifically for your campaign, in other words to for you, then your staff can co-mingle, she technically can't. Um but again, that's one of those very gray areas that if you know how to move and keep out of the headlights of the FEC, then it can be done. Now What's happening, whoever's filed these complaints against her, uh, they've got the FEC looking. The FEC's just not going to go and be like, oh, hey, we're going to take a look at this. They have to be invited in to take a peek. And so somebody else. Oh, but you got to realize Democrats are okay to let her run off a hill right now. By the way, anybody here going to be listening to Gorka's show? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. Um, so I have, uh, I've seen Reuters and I saw this just a little bit ago. Um, uh, I know it's restored, uh, part of a missile site. And I'm just going to tell you, they may be restoring it, but they're not stupid enough to challenge Trump. He's just not that dumb. Um, he's, he's using his father. He's using his father's playbook,
3: well,
1: and he's, he's about to find out. Fire. He's about to find out that playbook ain't working.
4: He's playing with yeah. fire.
1: He he is in fact playing with fire. Okay, so a little bit of housekeeping business before we continue. Well, I'll do that at the end of the show. Just somebody remind me we have some. Uh, Business to handle here. And by the way, Cortez doesn't need to go after Jerry Falwell. I saw in the news that she's trying to go after Falwell. Sure. I'm just going to go ahead and give her a heads up. She's, she's, she's dabbling in a pool she can't swim in. Okay. And congratulations to the university dean that stood up for Chick-fil-A based on principle. Very proud of her for, for willing to uh with that. Also Mark Warner. Anybody knows Mark Warner, governor of Virginia, now sure. current Senator of Virginia, the junior senator. And he was an idiot as governor. He was an idiot when he worked for the Clintons. He was an idiot before then, when he was a strategist. Okay? And he's still an idiot. He said today, and I quote, I've never seen this many contacts between a campaign and a foreign power. He is such an asshole. Uh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He well, really he doesn't.
4: pulled that off of Michael Cohen because he was asked if he thought that President Trump was a Russian agent, and he said yes.
1: Well, listen, and. and we all know that that there's many on this call that that were not Trumpers, okay? Some of them came on the Trump train kicking and screaming after all the other trains had stopped. But at the end of the day, when you look back, we're now in 2019, moving on strong. You look back to January 20th, 2017, It move forward to 2019. There's not that many promises that haven't been kept so far.
3: <laughs>
1: and we see that there's some swimming and navigating in the old swamp that's having to be done to get some other stuff done. And I know that there's some hardcore people that doesn't like that fact. Um, but a lot of those people don't understand how Washington works and doesn't understand that sometimes you got to swim uh, with the sharks to get anything done. So, here's going to be some stuff. This is my uh, here's my prediction here. Number one, anybody bothered to listen to the Border Patrol's State of the Border uh, deal that they've released? Staggering number of illegal immigrants tried crossing the U.S.-Mexico border
5: yeah I heard that um Arizona's border was like rushed madly, I had a mad rush come through
1: it. yeah uh,
5: that's pretty much all I had heard
1: and now they are uh, a lot of illegals are coming over with children because they know that children people with children aren't detained, and I'm just you know what is it going to take for people to wake up? However, let me tell you right now, and I want everybody to listen to this. Public opinion is beginning to shift towards the Republicans on three issues where we've been dead even and not really able to grab a strong foothold, okay? Number one, abortion. Abortion's been almost 50-50 with, ironically, the majority of men being pro-life, A slight majority of women being pro-choice. However, that's really began to shift, and we are seeing with this most recent infanticide crap that that number of people that are are moving into the pro-life column, approaching fifty-seven percent nationwide. That's That's a six-point. That's a a six
0: full-term. They don't believe well,
1: in that. Well, there, there are people, and finally the Catholic Church, I don't know what the hell finally woke them up, but they finally come out, at least the United States side of it, came out and looked, said, you know, this is murder. Well, it's about time. Only 30 years too late for the debate, people. um uh, Number one. Number two, issue where we're beginning to finally win on that board uh, is on the border. We're finally beginning to win that fight. A lot of independents, to the tune of 75 to 80 percent, think that the border is a crisis. Yes. And issue number three, where Republicans have been lagging, is the economy. And we're finally getting some boom out of it, and the President's being smart; he's not focusing on retail because you know within twenty four hours four hundred and sixty five stores closed in the United States um j c. Penny is closing eighteen foot Locker is closing a couple of hundred, and then I don't remember what the other one was it's closing' them. um oh shoot. One of the big retailers, oh Victoria's Secret, is closing over 200 stores.
3: Yeah, wow.
1: So you have those on top of Payless Shoe Source announcing they're closing all of their stores. Really? Yep. Payless mm-hmm. Shoe Source is shuttering every store they've got. The I only ones the that will, the only customers. ones that will survive, are the franchise. Payless. Franchise Payless will stay in business and Payless will operate online.
5: So they basically just are closing their corporate stores.
1: Yep. But corporate is the majority of them. There's very few franchise stores. So let's talk the largest retailer in the world. Last week, Walmart announced that they would be eliminating door greeters at over a thousand of their stores. Now, personally, why in the hell they're getting rid of door greeters is beyond me, unless they're putting in the RFID stuff, which is a possibility at those thousand-plus stores. If that's the case, they don't need door greeters and should do away with them. Um,
0: call them door greeters anyway. They're called
1: hosts, and they're part of security. And they, uh, well, they're about not to be because they're doing away with them. Um, They want to move them to other areas of the store. And so what, uh, don't you work for Walmart now?
0: Yes, sir. That's how I do
1: that. You're a cashier? Yes, sir
0: know they're not doing it
1: with all cashiers they are some cashiers but they are adding self
5: checkouts well
1: the <coughs> next the, Walmart is doing a three-phase a three-phase system it looks like phase one's already in progress because they are updating all stores where uh, self checkouts are going to take up more room than what they have and then you've got the pickups phase two is to bring in the RFID chips and the RFID sensors that will do all the checking out, which basically makes cashiers obsolete. They'll have one Mm -hmm. cashier to run several RFID stations like they have the self-checkouts now. And then Mm -hmm. phase three is to put the facial recognition system in. Wow! Oh, I can't wait for the facial recognition system because that is, do you know how many people are banned from Walmart and they're yep, going to get really? their pictures on. Can you imagine how many criminal prosecutions there's going to be?
4: I didn't know that.
1: Walmart uses facial recognition already. They're just not allowed to use it to ban the people yeah. from the store. But they've got... Well, if you,
4: yeah, if you look on their self-checkout, every time I go to one, which is every time, there's a camera there. And you can see yourself in the camera. Yep. And I always wave to it. I always wave. Well, their security,
1: their security room. Here's here's how uh, loss prevention works. Okay. Most employees at Walmart think they know how it works, but they know what the store wants you to know. What they don't tell you is that there is an offsite location that is constantly monitoring the cameras. Okay. Now there is a system. For how the cameras work, there is a system for how the cameras are installed and which ones are operating at what time because not all cameras operate at the same time. They are off site. There is no recordings of any cameras kept on site at any Walmart. Yes, there is. No, there is not. Yes, they there
0: are. Is. Come on. I can prove it.
1: Listen to me. There is no on site recordings kept at any Walmart with the exception of. And here's the exception. In their cash rooms, in the cash rooms, they're monitored at all times. That little room, when you go inside of a Walmart store, inside of whichever end you may be on, and it may be on both ends at some stores, there's a door. Nobody ever knows what that door is. That's your security room. That's where your guys are. Those are the ones that are watching the in-store camera system. But the feed is not on site. Your closed circuits are. You can see the closed circuits, but the recordings aren't. They have to call and get the recordings. That's been that way since the beginning of time with Walmart. And they do it for protection reasons. And they do it to bust employees. Okay. There are two sets of loss prevention in every store. There is the loss prevention that you know about, the people walk around in plain clothes, blah, blah, blah. Then there's the group of people that go from store to store to store that you have no idea who they are, what they are, what they do. Okay, those are the ones employees need to worry about. The ones walking around in plain clothes that Tricia knows about, those are the bus shoplifters. That's their job. Okay, but the camera system, Trish, you may see cameras there. You do see the closed circuit TV, but all of the feeds are off site. All of the recordings are off site none are ever on-site. There are two off-site recording locations, one for all stores from the Midwest, Pacific Time. Pacific Time and Mountain State Time are all done in Colorado. Eastern Time and Central Time are done in, I want to say Arkansas. I think they're done in Arkansas at Bentonville. And then Alaska and Hawaii, they're done some weird way. Theirs is done... Really what is the point?
5: What? I was just wondering what, what's the point of the Walmart discussion.
1: I'm, I'm going to the Walmart discussion. We kind of got sidetracked. So they have announced that they are eliminating the positions of the door greeters or hosts, as they have been recently started being called, um, wow. to move them to other parts of the store. Now, Walmart never, Walmart said they could apply for other parts of the store. They didn't specify what. Well, there was a major blow-up. People got livid because they say that those jobs are primarily for the handicapped and mentally handicapped. Um, To some degree, I agree Uh, with that.
5: Elderly people.
1: some degree, I don't. Um, So Walmart has now.
5: Hey, watch that.
1: Walmart is now they've they're still eliminating the positions, but they have said that they will change some of the requirements of jobs within the store to accommodate at least some of the individuals now here's here's where I probably go different than most people on here, but Walmart is a for- for profit corporation, okay? Their job is to make money, whether it's through Sam's Club, whether it's through Walmart, whether it's through Lowe's, whatever, okay? Walmart is to make money, whether it's through Arvest Bank, whatever the case may be. Any asset that Walmart owns, they're to make money, okay? Now, should they keep positions in 1,000-plus stores that, to them, they don't need just to keep a certain group of people in a job.
4: Well, it's a waste of money.
1: Well, it's a tough question, and it's it's meant to be tough. Yeah,
4: yeah really. Yeah,
1: Tricia, you can speak mm-hmm. on this one. You you work there now? Do you work at one in Delaware or in Maryland? Maryland, Elton. Okay.
0: I won't work at the one in in Newcastle, Delaware. And they're closing that one and another one.
1: I know they're closing I know they're closing one because they tried to unionize.
0: Well, what they're doing is they're combining two in um Newcastle County and opening a super center. Another super center off of two seventy three.
1: Gotcha. Something else you guys may not know that I found quite interesting, but in the north there are many, many Walmarts that are not supercenters.
0: Exactly.
1: Yeah. And I'm not talking about your if anybody can remember back to the eighties, the Walmart of the eighties, that's what a lot of the Walmarts in the northeast are. Yep.
3: Yeah. It is
1: not supercenters. Supercenters are a relatively new idea in the northeast part of the country when it comes to Walmart. I was mm-hmm. flabbergasted when I ran across that.
0: Elkton was ah. the first one. Elkton, Maryland was the first one in this area. And then in Middletown, Delaware.
1: And as, as people in Delaware will tell you, or is it Maryland? Maybe it's Maryland. If you try to unionize a Walmart store, you may get the vote. But the next day when you show up for work, you will find a padlocked Walmart. Wow, they will It was Maryland that they did that. They had just opened the store, hadn't been there six months, and a union guy got inside of Walmart and got secretly was able to get a vote and The majority of the people of the store voted to unionize and Walmart said, "Look, you know, a Walmart manager showed up at the meeting and said, "Look, if you take this vote, this store will close." Well, wow. the, fo- the following morning, they uh, people came into work because it wasn't a 24-hour Walmart. People came into work to find a padlock door, said this location is closed and we'll be moving to, and it uh, it gave some address, and it said that any employee that was at this location could pick up their final check at that Walmart, and no one in that store needed apply at any other Walmart. They tried
0: that.
1: And never run out. Yeah, but, but listen, the unions have been trying to get into Walmart for years yep. because they know if they can get Walmart, that's the world's largest employer. They they've got it.
4: I thought they were. I thought they were unionized.
1: Who Ew. Walmart?
4: <laughs> Hell no. Well, the Walton, families, read, listen,
1: the Walton family. Listen, Walton family will not have it. Only one. There there is one unionized Walmart because the state required it.
3: Oh, well, yeah. what, what
1: state was it that required? No, Walmart won't do business there. There, There really? is one. There was a state that tried change. I thought it was Maryland yeah. where the state changed the law to try and require Walmart to unionize. But no, Sam Walton despised unions, despised them. Um, now, having said that, if Sam Walton knew how his company was being ruined, he would have a fit. He'd
0: probably yeah. turn his into- grave.
1: Especially knowing there that most that, of his stuff come from come from uh China, but that we digress.
4: It was, was a few years ago that Walmart wouldn't even recognize Sam as being part of the family. I do remember that.
1: I don't know well, why. The the family has, has the family, believe it or not, people don't realize how divested Walmart actually is. When when you hear Walmart's got their fingers in a bunch of stuff, yeah. Okay,
4: but because now, but now you're seeing but now you're seeing uh, Sam's items in Walmart.
1: Yes, oh. you're talking about Members Mark. Yeah. Yes, and that's because Walmart is trying to go to two brands, two store brands. One is Members Mark, which is going to be uh, non-food items. And then great value, which will be food items.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But there's a lot more changes coming to Walmart too. Okay, for example, Walmart just got clearance <laughs> to have their bank inside of their stores. So you will right? see. Wow. You will well, see I've a seen lot of them.
4: We been last
1: no, no, you've not seen their banks inside their stores yet because this just got approved. Oh. Arvest Bank, for any of you that are aware of the banks, Arvest Bank is Walmart's bank. Okay, that bank, Walmart started it. It's their bank. They're not allowed to put their money in it right now because of federal regulations, but they're getting those regulations lifted. And when they do, I guarantee you most of their money is going into Arvest Bank, which is going to put Regions and Bank of America in some big trouble. Because their two largest depositors are Walmart. So that's number one. Number two big change coming down the pipe for Walmart are the RFID chips. Uh, Walmart has been progressively moving to fully RFID. And once they do, that's phase, I want to say that's phase two of their remodels.
5: When are they going to put their RFIDs in? When? No, what, what? Where
1: is it going to go? Where are they going to put the chips? Oh, you, you must have not been on one of the programs we talked about this. Walmart has been testing in Arizona RFID systems, and basically every product that they sell will have an RFID chip. Okay? You will put it in your cart. You will bag it yourself. You will do everything yourself. When you walk out, you'll walk through what's called, it, it looks like a metal detector is what it looks like you'll push your through it you'll push your card through it. it will calculate all of the active r f i d chips deactivate the chip and then give you the total and then you pay for it with cash a lot like self checkout, okay, except for the scanning system is on the other side, and it's attached to the uh thing that you walk through. Okay, and then hmm. no no cashier needed, no baggers needed. It's all right there.
5: Well, they um, haven't had baggers for a long time at the one I go to. Hey, it's a six-center. I don't go there very you quickly. Don't,
4: you don't have to go self-checkout?
1: No. this You won't even have to scan each item. This is a push your cart through, everything's scanned for you. You check the receipt okay. and make sure everything's legit, and you move on.
4: See, and if it's like not legit. Man.
1: I'm sorry. What
4: I like mail. Hmm.
3: The reason well, the, I like it. What, if not, what if
0: it's
1: not right. Hang, hang on a minute, Tricia, What were you saying?
0: The reason they're doing that is to stop your shoplifters because you have yeah. shoplifters walking out the door with with carts full of groceries and and clothing yeah. and whatnot, yeah. and nobody's stopping them.
1: Well, because they're not allowed to. Walmart won't let you. Listen. This is this is this this is the thing that most people, the the burglars have figured this out. But Walmart, about three years ago, adopted a policy. Number one, if it's under a hundred dollars, they will not prosecute you. Okay, they put you on the no trespassing list, and then if you're caught in the store, they'll criminally prosecute you for criminal trespass. But what they do is they let you go, unless they just absolutely catch you red-handed. They let you go. They get you on camera, they track you down, they follow their cameras outside, they get the tag number of the car you're in, then they come after you through the court system.
0: Not all the time. Okay. We've, had, we've had the Elkin police in there almost every day because of shoplifters, and they're caught at the self checkouts.
1: Yeah, if they catch you red-handed, like people don't understand. They're watching those self-checkouts. The biggest one that I see, I saw it over Christmas, was in the store. And there's this uh, Star Wars toy, the gizmo that I wanted, but I know for a fact it was a hundred and eighty nine dollars, and i wouldn't I couldn't afford one hundred and eighty nine bucks. Oh well, I saw a lady scan it for twenty How five.
4: How'd she do that?
1: She switched tags, yep. she put a different oh. sticker on there. So I walked over to the clerk with her standing right there. I said, ma'am, I said with all due respect, this woman just rung up an item that I know for a fact is $189, and it rung up for twenty nine ninety five. And that lady looked at me and goes, I did not. Yes, you did. I said, because if it's twenty I'm going back there right now and getting three of them. Well, the lady didn't like it. So they pull the sticker off, they scan the actual barcode on the box, and sure enough, it rings up one eighty nine ninety eight or something like that. And they're like, well, ma'am, you can pay for this now. Well, then they found out that a bunch of her stuff, like she had all kinds of things. And she's like, well, I didn't bring in enough money to pay for all this. Well, you can go to your car and get get the money. Well, of course, she never showed back up. But mm-hmm. listen, Walmart... When I was doing LP back in the day, Walmart was losing at their stores on average of a million dollars a year in theft. Okay, so you can imagine what it is now. So I don't blame them for the RFIDs. The only thing is, is that that's going to push a lot more people out of business. You know, yeah, not sure. pushing people out of business, but push employees out the door because they're not going to need as many. No.
4: I like the fact that you can use your phone to at Sam's? pay at yeah. Walmart. You can use it at Walmart to pay for your items.
1: Yes, Walmart but you pay. can't. But you can't do Scan and Go at Walmart.
4: I know. Not, not at all Walmart Walmart's have Walmart. Scan
1: and Go. But at yeah, Sam's, you can I scan it, you go with it. Now, back to the Walmart thing, back to the original question. Should Walmart keep the employees even though they don't need those employees just because they have handicaps?
0: If they're receiving some type of income because of their handicap, then no.
1: But
4: I think discrimination.
1: But is it Walmart's um, place, it Walmart's place to be the social police? And that that's a, that's a side
5: job. People that are on disability can work. Yes, they yeah. can. I'm on They're up to a certain amount of money. So I would venture guess they probably are disabled and they probably are are just getting <coughs> it, like doing it part-time or whatever.
1: <coughs> I'm assuming, Trish, that you work part-time.
5: Yep, I'm full-time.
1: You're full time. The maximum that can be made is like seventeen thousand a year.
0: Yep. I can make as much as I want. I'm past the age of sixty six.
1: <clears throat> ah. Uh
3: huh.
0: So I went on Social Security before they made that rule, that law.
1: I got you. So you can you can work it and still get your Social Security.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Because Dad can only make seventeen five, I think he says.
0: Yep. I <laughs> and I'll be sixty nine this year anyway. So I mean, you know. I'm three years past that, that, before they even made that law. I got They just passed that law, what, last year?
5: What law are you all talking about? I'm sorry? What law are you talking about?
0: Before you could, you had to be 66 before you could make as much as you want. What, if you went on social security. Oh, on,
5: on retirement.
0: Okay. Okay. I gotcha. Once you pass 66 before they changed that law, the, the age, um, you couldn't make more than 15000 actually. Right. So since I passed that age, I can make as much as I
5: want. Right. I got gotcha.
1: you. Well, that definitely helps. Oh, yeah. So I'm assuming your situation has drastically improved. Uh-huh. Good. All right. So should Walmart be the social police? Should it matter that a person has a disability? Mm -hmm. If they can perform a job function and that job function is available and they do the job, great. But if Walmart is going to eliminate an entire section of workers, i.e. the hosts, and they say, look, you can apply for other positions within Walmart if you would like to stay or transition to that, if you're able to do the job, then every reasonable accommodation should be made. But should Walmart make extra accommodations for people with disabilities just so that they have a job?
5: No, because that's uh, because people are supposed to be treated equally in this country, especially with regards to employment. So, I mean, I'm not really sure, because I know the state laws vary for employment in every state, you know what I mean? Um each each state has their own, of course, laws with regards to employment. But um, most of them are, you know, anymore I believe are reciprocal in most cases. But um, but yeah, I, I it's hard to say. I don't I don't think that they should be treating anybody uh, better or or worse just because they have a disability. Uh, you know, it's you treat them equally right straight across the board. Um, it, it, because if you favor them just because they're disabled, uh, then then you're showing them favoritism, and that's really not right either. It's supposed to be equal protection, equal rights under the law with regards to employment.
0: Now Walmart did
5: so, at least the you know, well, how, is that, how would that be fair to the regular employees that aren't disabled? Well, Walmart
0: did employ handicapped people. I have not seen any there since I've returned. So well, I don't know whether they're, they're doing away with that or not.
1: I'm not, you know, I, I don't want to get hung up on this, and we've been on Walmart longer than I wanted to be, but uh, I think that <laughs> I think that Uh, Walmart is not the social police, okay? Mm -hmm. And um, I think that if there's a job available and a person can do it that has disabilities, then so be it, let them do it. If the job requires something more, then you know what, you make every reasonable, reasonable accommodation and if they still can't do the job, then I'm sorry, but it's time to to move on. So now it's time to move on on this topic too. The Florida school board that is over Stoneman Douglas uh, superintendent has chosen in a vote six to three to keep this moron. Bullying hey. is up, grades are down. The Superintendent of the schools where the shooting happened in Parkland, Florida. Mm-hmm. A father who lost his daughter in that shooting made a motion to terminate the superintendent. The board voted 6-3 to three to keep him, even though his history is lax at best with running the school uh, system.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, it is the nation's sixth largest. It has 327 schools and 270,000 students. And, boy, is that a lot of people. Um, wow. But well, they had At
5: the time that the shooting happened, I want to just interject this. I looked up what their budget was and what they used it for uh, during the time frame that, that uh, right after the shooting occurred and under his watch, so to speak. And, boy, oh, boy, they did not do much of anything. To help with um, any kind of security for that school.
1: Yeah, that's one of the big complaints is that they've not done anything. But okay. and and before anybody says anything, I don't I don't want to get into a bit deep discussion about this. But we would find that if we were to examine most school districts, that almost fifty percent of their budget is wasted on stupid shit that we could definitely use the money for better education. And I'm just going to leave it at that and not, uh, not say anything else because I really don't want to go down that road.
5: <laughs> Probably death.
1: Um we, we will go down this road again. We are going to go down this road again um, because as more and more school systems move away from, <laughs> thank God, brick-and-mortar schools, um I will get proven I will get proven right yet again uh but that's, oh, another, Lord, day for another, that's another day for another time another time all right so we have
5: I well, you know what may I ask a quick question of everybody um kind of soliciting an answer um if you can recall just either from when you were in school or when your your kids were um or R, if the as the case may be um what was the typical um, typical form of of punishment used for uh bad behavior
1: R's busting. For- you you got detention and if you still were being a jerk you got your butt busted
0: yep you were suspended or, or expelled
1: Yeah, I did kind of progress. You got detention, butt busting, suspension.
5: Okay. Well, the reason I asked was that my daughter has found um, that my grandson has been uh, being kept from his um, recess.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's happened.
5: And she found out, and it was done as a punishment, and she found out that it had been done... For three weeks solid and okay, well. during the winter time, there was one time when he was forced to take a whiteboard outside and sit on the outside exterior steps of the school that were by the way wet and do his work there while the kids played outside
1: well was he was he not doing what he was supposed to be there. doing
5: um the issue, the, the only issue that no one's ever had was an issue of focus. Okay, so there's times when he can get off task. But other than that, um, you know, he, he does his work. The boy is very smart. He's one of those kids that you teach something one time and he gets it. He doesn't need review. He abhors having to write but if you ask him a question and you ask him, you know, a math problem as an example, like a fraction or something, he'll tell you the answer. He doesn't have to sit and work it out on paper. So it's, 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 an, it's an extreme challenge. I've already talked to her yeah. about possibly homeschooling it myself to help her yeah, out absolutely. if she can't, you know, if she wants to continue to work. So anyway, I, I just wanted to ask that question because I was just curious if there were other schools that were using recess which I think, especially for boys, is, is completely and totally asinine. They have to be able to have to get a way to get rid of some of that extra energy that they carry around with them. And well, they don't, if they, they made to sit eight hours straight.
1: Well, one question I that, that I would like have, a couple of cool. questions I would have is, one, why was it occurring for three weeks and the parent not know about it? Number two, um, exactly. Uh, number two, if obviously sitting there during recess wasn't doing anything, it, if he has focusing issues, then maybe running off some of that energy might help. And three, I've got to throw this back on the parent a little bit. Um, again, I go back to why three weeks? Why, you know, why would three we, weeks don't, go by?
5: I don't know other than the fact that my grandson doesn't come home and complain about school. I mean, and whatever complaints about school he had made, he didn't open up. Sometimes kids don't because they just think that they're, you know, that they're just bad eggs, or that they but, just think that they're not, you know, the, the parent. They are made to feel that way. Um, but, you know, I've heard conversations about how the girls constantly get away with stuff, talking and so forth in class, and the minute the boys try to whisper, they're called out for it. <laughs> so, well, I understand. You know. Uh, it's just, there's, there's, but they have a program where my daughter, if my daughter, if, or if my grandson messes up in school behaviorally, my daughter's notified right then and there on the spot via text by the teacher. So she's no. made aware of it, and she, they do what they can. I mean, he brings home his work, whatever homework he's got, and he does it. This is in-class staff, and, and I have no, we have no idea, but. My daughter and son-in-law met with a teacher, and there hasn't been improvement since then. I think more of it is it has to do with Nolan and his, is not um, communicating what, what his needs are to the teacher. And you know that goes back to they have so many kids they're responsible for. You know, um, well, if he doesn't, if they, he has a problem with well, something, but he doesn't he doesn't open up and ask for help. So well, well to during the meeting. meeting.
4: Did you ever explore the uh, fact that he may be bored? He may be in oh, the No, no, no. Time. We
5: know for an absolute fact he's bored. Because, like I said earlier, no. he when they teach something he gets it. And so while they're having these kids, all the kids do. Listen, when Nolan was in first grade and they were teaching stuff and the kids were still all doing their work, Nolan was finished with his and he was going around telling everybody what they needed to do in order to get it right.
4: He needs to be in advanced class then.
1: Well, I, I listen, I understand I understand that because you know, I've had a couple of kids that have the same thing.
5: It's, but, it's very, very, very difficult when we try to explain to them yeah. that, you know, you have to try to be patient. and, But tell a little kid, try to be patient and not let him have any time to be able right. to be free and have some fun with his buds. You know, I mean, it just doesn't make sense to me. So,
1: and, you know, on, on the left side of that. Listen, schools, schools, schools notified me the instant something happened. Well, and, and they
5: probably do that too.
1: I talked to teachers. I tried to always talk to teachers um, once a week, once every couple of weeks, just to simply say. But I think a lot of the teachers dealing with me had to do with they didn't want me in their classrooms. <laughs>
5: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and well, and, they figure sometimes I've gotten that impression too but they you figured, know what? So think about how that must have made you feel you know as the grand, as the nana I, 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 that breaks my heart for my grandson if he feels um, that way
1: well i'm i'm going to tell you you probably wouldn't like the way i deal with with recalcitrant children not doing what they're supposed to be doing in school because
5: what oh, he told her uh,
1: yeah so I didn't, I didn't tolerate that, not because I had any love for the teacher, because trust me I didn't, but because what lesson are we, what lesson are we teaching our kids? And that's that. Now listen, there are good teachers out there. I spend a lot of time bashing public schools and bashing teachers, but there are good teachers out there, and you know I don't, I don't want anybody. That's the thing. Like we, we
5: don't that. want to go up against the teacher per se but you know at the same time we have to be careful that he's going to get what he needs and to keep a kid to have a kid constantly you know looking miserable when he's picked up from school it's just not a good thing um,
4: well, it's have have you uh,
5: I mean you hear about school? these children especially boys from 8 to 14 highest suicide rate for kids in the school system and it's um, boys
4: Have you explored putting him in an advanced class or a school that progressive, you know, uh, you know, according to his IQ, which obviously she looked
5: into an alternative situation that would allow for um, him to uh, move ahead in his studies, and I think she priced it at about eight grand.
1: Wow. Well, boy, wouldn't one of those education savings accounts be great for that?
5: Yes them voucher.
1: Yeah.
5: 529 oh, yeah.
3: yeah. huh. we discussed
5: okay. that and they've looked into yeah. it they thought about it so yeah. anyway but well, you know, I'm, again a lot of times kids who excel like that early on in, in elementary school it kind of levels itself out too some of them don't some of them keep going on and, and you know become a prodigy almost but others will level out yeah. And that, in other words the, the curriculum catches up to him. <laughs> That's right. And um and so and we've seen a little bit of that with Nolan. I mean, he's not like unlike any other kid where he's got strengths and he's got weaknesses. So there's some mm-hmm. some areas that he has room for improvement. Um, but it just there's some that he just gets it, you know, just right away. <laughs> uh, I think he's a seem to be one day an engineer, to be honest with you, because he's very strong in math and science, always has been. Anyway, that's it. I had a question, sorry. I didn't mean to go off for so long.
4: No, no, it's fine.
1: Well, thank you, Barbara. That's
4: that's (laughs) a shame. Well, it's a shame that, you know, when you have an intelligent child that they... The school views him as a troublemaker and can't see past their own nose that, hey, maybe this child is bored. Maybe we need to... Yeah, he increase needs to go his and, Well,
5: there was a girl I went to school with, played softball with, knew, knew her since elementary school. And at our 10-year class reunion, I kid you not, and I think I mentioned her before, um, not only did she excel, but she went to school and got a PhD and... Uh, she now does, um, and she was known as the class clown and always in trouble in elementary school, always. That was me. She probably got paddled more than any other kid in school that I know and she because she was so highly intelligent and um during elementary school specifically she was that way as far as tr- getting in trouble and um she now her, her profession is to do research on rejection medicine for heart transplant patients she came to our reunion and, with a pen that said trust me i'm a doctor <laughs> And most people just, like, look there, like, what? And she truly is. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, I mean, <laughs> what can you do? It's like, it's like Fabian said. When you have a um, – sorry about that. When you have a school system that has to accommodate, you know, 30 children and you have a small percentage of those children – that come from very poor homes, you know. These, these, a lot of these teachers are liberals, and they're, you know, they're freaking out. They're, they're more concerned about kids that come from poor households, whether or not they have lunch, whether or not they are abused at home, and so forth. And I'm not saying that's a horrible thing, but then when you have someone who comes from, you know, a middle class household you know, they're going by the wayside and, or they're a problem now in your class because they're, they're high, you know, because they do really well. Look, he, he Nolan, my, my oldest grandson rated in the top 2% of the country as far as children in math and reading in I step last year.
4: Then why don't they test them at another grade or two grades higher? to see how we do. They, just,
5: they don't do it. They've not ever made that suggestion. Um, you know, so I, I don't. Think, it. I think it's a rare scenario that they suggest moving grade levels. They don't even like to hold them back if they can keep from it. You know, they'll do it, but...
1: My recommendation...
5: ...to hold a kid back before they are to put them forward.
1: My recommendation be... would be to check out Penn Foster, P-E-N-N-F-O-S-T-E-R, and have him, it co- It would cost him about $60 a month in payments to pay this for this education. For an entire elementary school education, they'll quote you a certain amount of money, and he can move at his own pace as fast as he wants to. Um, my son went through their high school program and completed the 11th and 12th grade in seven weeks.
5: Wow. Yeah. There you have it. Yep. And that's the thing, you know, I mean, they have a, they, you know, they have, they've recently, by the way, I thought I would just interject this, with the snow days up here, they have recently tried, the, they're doing it in a lot of the Indiana schools. They have what they call, um, it's a snow day and we're closed, but we're doing e-learning today.
4: E-learning?
5: So, oh, yeah. So they're e-learning on at home, and um, what what? Let's just put it this way. I, I watched my oldest grandson, and he clicked on one of the links, which was um, a link um, that was a, a math type deal, and um, well, they were given as a class. It said on the instructions that the, he was given. Um, until he either reached seventy, I think it was seventy percent. It was either seventy percent or eighty percent completion, or twenty minutes, whichever came first. He had it done in eight minutes.
4: <laughs>
5: at hundred percent. Wow. So therein lies what, why, you know, with what um, with what the political Superman just said, it doesn't it doesn't surprise me a bit. My, my main concern, I think my daughter's main concern, is will the curriculum catch up to him, you know, to a place where, to a point where he, because of whatever his likes or dislikes are, because he absolutely, there's, there's certain things that he absolutely does not like to do, and that's one of those things, those are those things where we have to really kind of sit on him to make sure that that work gets done, okay? But then there's other things where he's got his strengths and I am telling you, he busts through it, and it's like, you know, with his, with his eyes closed. <laughs> so wow. I don't know. There's no easy answers, but um, I appreciate the referral. I will definitely talk to my daughter about that and see if, have her look into it because I think that would be excellent for him. If he thought he could do his work on a day-to-day basis via homeschool, I'm assuming this is a homeschool online program.
1: It is. Completely. He would
5: have. He he would be thrilled at the idea of being able to finish his work in a two or three or four hour period and be done for the day.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: And I've That'd heard that the average students usually go and are finished after four hours a day. So yeah. you know, it might take him less time. It may not, depending on the subject. So anyway, appreciate y'all.
1: All right. I haven't gotten through everything I want to get through, but I'm done for the evening because, are A, you? it's eating time, and, <laughs> B, I'd like to watch a couple episodes of 24 before bedtime. So, oh,
5: And where, where are you doing that?
1: On Hulu. Uh, okay. Well, have a
5: good one, y'all. I'm out of here.
1: We're on season four.
4: Past episodes. I'm watching past episodes of NCIS New Orleans.
1: <laughs> ah, Scott Bakula, huh? Yeah. You've moved on.
4: Move I moved on.
1: <laughs> I got you. All right. Well, remember, guys, you got to stand for something. You'll fall for anything. Freedom isn't free. Thank a soldier for without them. We wouldn't have the freedom to do this. Thank the families of soldiers because... We wouldn't have an all-volunteer army, and you know what? While you're at it, thank nurses. They have a hard job. Thank you. Current nurses. Um. Hey. Uh, oh, did I say that out loud?
4: Yes, you did.
1: My bad. I'm just kidding. Uh-huh. All nurses. They all have a, they have hard jobs. Anyway, this is the political Superman saying. Until next time. Have a good night, everybody. Bye.
5: It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?